Hello guys and gals, it's your girl Valicia L. Williams and this is Wineful Conversations. This is where we talk about life, travel, business, sales, and everything else while having a cocktail or wine of your choice. So tonight, everybody, I have my attorney, attorney James clickety-clack-clack-clack-clack-click-clock-clack. This is live and direct for the people, for the people, for the people. You done? You done? Okay. That's his wife back there acting a donkey. I already set my husband down. He knew to be quiet. Uh, so I have a, I have here with tonight my attorney, James Boyd. I call him Shug. <laughs> hey, yo, this is Defro on a whole nother level. You hear me? <laughs> okay, he's a father. He's a husband. He's the son of Popeyes. I'll let him tell you about that. He's very fun. He's down to earth. We have a very good time together. He's my counselor and advisor. So everybody, I want y'all to meet attorney James Boyd. So thank you for that introduction. I felt like a temptation. Okay, okay. Woo, woo, woo. You know it's Christmas time. I felt like you know, David Ruffin for real. <laughs> you know it's Christmas time. <laughs> so uh <laughs> So thank you very much uh, for, for clarity for all the folks out there. I'm a special counsel, private attorney general under international law, sanctioned under Titles 42 and 3 of the Constitution, where it specifically says with laws not being upheld, it's our duty and responsibility to uphold the law. I do not practice the law I perfected. That being said, attorney, in fact, authorized representative for those disingenuous ears out there in the world. Um, now, we got that out the way. <laughs> that is the, the technical introduction title. Okay. Uh, so I yield the floor to you uh, lead the way. All right now. So um, what I want to do, and you know this is my, so tonight, honey, you guys, we are sipping on my favorite vodka. Everybody know what it is. I'm not going to say the name because they're not paying me for it. No, we're not. But <laughs> it, it is the best, one of the best vodkas that you can get. That's right. Cheers. Church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tony Boy, tell us about you, where you're from, you know, what you like to do, your hobbies, and all that good stuff, because you know this is a personal conversation. Wow. You want, y'all, y'all trying to do the biography thing. I feel like, like what are you, Anthony Bourdain now? Um, uh-uh. I was told I was Gail, because my best friend is Oprah. <laughs> if you were Gail, I wouldn't be sitting with your trailer and treacherous. I don't do that- the... We that's don't do cooner. That's, that's what my best friend, Tara Jackson, a.k.a. Madam Money, calls uh, me. I'm her Gail to her Oprah. Uh, okay, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's find my Martha Stewart and, 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 and uh, Anne Hathaway or somebody. Let's okay. Pick, okay. <laughs> but no, I am um, actually the product of a corporate background, mm-hmm. um, meaning that I moved around a lot as a child, so I'm not technically from anywhere. Okay. Uh, I was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and moved around every two years since then. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't have an accent. That being said, was homeschooled from sixth grade throughout high school. 
Why? Because I was fighting a lot. Why was I fighting a lot? Because my name is James Boyd, not nigger. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they wanted to put me in detention. And my family said, well, if you're going to do that, you're going to do that for everybody. And we just decided to take our education, my education, to my own hands. Um, when college came, well, I graduated a year early. Mm-hmm. When college came, I applied and was accepted to every school that I applied to. But I chose the uh, the wasted conclusion of Clark. Oh, gosh. Down in the ABC in Atlanta, I, I, Georgia. I chose, I chose Clark over Emory. Okay. <laughs> Please don't slap me. <laughs> that was like the 13th grade. Okay, okay. Uh, everybody says, you shouldn't say that about an HBCU. Let me say this for all the people out there. Mm-hmm. If you want to have the regard of a Harvard, you need to operate your, your establishment as Harvard. Mm-hmm. Don't try to charge for, for, for financial aid and they weren't on financial aid. Okay. Don't let your students be raped. Don't let the, the fraternities uh, do disingenuous activities just because they are fraternities. And teach your students how to be uh, self-employed and entrepreneurs, not uh, sheep herders flocking after a Coke internship. Mm-hmm. I stand by my words because I was an entrepreneur at 18 years old. Okay. That's where Popeyes comes into play. And so my father was a uh, corporate executive, was chief operating officer with Popeyes at the time. Mm-hmm. When he left the brand, we became franchisees. Okay. We bought our first location. I built personally the second location. When I do say built, I had the budget. He was not there from the ground up, the permitting, everything I did at 19 years old. Now, at the same time, while he was at the time SVP at Kmart, uh, we were I was holding it down on, on the entrepreneurial site. Mm-hmm. The training, the POS system, everything that you guys see today, even the chicken sandwich, okay. I was doing in 2002. Okay. And so that is, uh, that's my background in terms of business. Okay. I learned early on that business does not change regardless of the, the concept of the product. Uh, business is still business. Execution is still execution. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, without, you know, downloading you with a bunch of unnecessary information, that's 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 my preemptive strike into the world of business. Okay, okay. So, um, you have a list of services. You have a long list of services, but we're only going to talk about a few tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have um, tax debt abatement. <laughs> I can't. Re- I ain't got my glasses, honey, and I. What I can't you say? You make it sound so afflicted. <laughs> you got tax debt abatement, banana cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. Trust account um, creation, creation um, proper business structure. Right. Convert toxic debt into healthy debt. Right. Debt discharge. Correct. That's just the name of okay. you. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And I appreciate what you have done with me so far with my business and help me structure my business and make sure I'm prospering from my business and my family can um, benefit from it in my in the future. So um, what I want you to do is um, I want you to explain to us your service, what your services are and how they can benefit us in business. And um, with that said, I would like to start with this. Name the components of proper business structure. Very good question. Mm-hmm. 
Let me answer the question by starting off with what I have seen in my career. When we talk about business structure, when someone says they want to get in business, the first thing that they do is they go out and get an LLC. Mm -hmm. One of the worst things that you can do. Really? Um, The reason being, and I have this conversation on a daily basis with people that think they're smarter than they are, that find themselves in world trouble, is that LLC is the cheapest thing to structure. But it is also the most disadvantageous thing to structure because of the liability limited components. Okay. So when you create an LLC, everything that is associated or attached with the LLC Mm -hmm. automatically falls under it. So let's say, for example, you've got a club Mm -hmm. and the club falls under, you know, victoryclub.org. Okay. And someone hurts themselves or gets shot in the club. Mm-hmm. When that person comes to sue you, everything is going under that suit mm-hmm. automatically. When you go before the judge, the judge is going to do what's called asset verification. And they are going to say, basically, what, what do you have? If you lie about it, we're going to basically run your, your information. We're going to verify and do our due diligence to see if what you say is true. Mm-hmm. To make sure that you're not hiding resources from uh, uh, the plaintiff that is filing against you. Mm-hmm. And so what a lot of people started doing was filing multiple LLCs within the same business. Again, using the club as an example. The bathroom is an LLC. Mm-hmm. The stage is an LLC. Mm-hmm. The front door is an LLC. Mm-hmm. So by the time, if you were to get sued, no judge is going to hear all that because they don't want to go through that whole process. Mm-hmm. I have seen where people of great um, uh, recognition mm-hmm. were in the entertainment business, for example, uh, were under uh, a lawsuit. And you would think that who this person is they would not have such Mm -hmm. but what they did was they had an LLC Mm -hmm. there was a lawsuit there was a shootout and when the person when when the public found out the relationship between artists and who the suit was against Mm -hmm. that froze the funds of the person that, that was in the suit because she lied about her funds and so all of her assets uh-huh. under that LLC and attached to the LLC were frozen. Okay. Now, if you had had what is called, for example, I'm a, I'm a fan of corporations. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a fan of escorts. Okay. The reason is because of the structure. Well, let me stop you there. Can you have an LLC that's an S-Corp? You can have an LLC underneath an S-Corp. Underneath an S-Corp. So an S-Corp allows for seven LLCs. Really? Correct. Okay. So that is that is one of the, the main um, one of the main bullets that I try to provide to people in terms of proper business structure. Hmm. If you, depending on the business that you're in and what you're doing, will determine the type of business structure that you need. You don't need an escort if you've got a beauty salon. Okay. Okay. You don't need an escort if you've got um, a car dealership, mm-hmm. unless you have multiple dealerships. Okay. Or if you've got a car lot versus multiple car lots. Okay. Escort is for uh, gravitas, as I say. It's for uh, quality or, or quantity. 
Okay. Okay. Quantitative amounts. Uh, and because you're basically saying underneath that particular tax code that you plan to make, that you plan to make or do make a certain amount of money, that requires you to be in a corporation status. Mm-hmm. Okay. LLCs are typically basement operations. Okay. You okay. know, uh, you know, one man show mm-hmm. businesses. No disrespect to any of those that are out there doing the thing, but that is, I mean, it is what it is. I don't make I don't make the rules of the game. I just play by them. So that that is what I strive to tell people again to to, to make sure that you are properly set up to be protected mm-hmm. in the event of suit mm-hmm. and in the event of of uh, mitigation or loss of assets where your assets are being threatened. If you own a business, if you've got a physical brick and mortar entity, that is an asset. The everything inside of it is those are assets. <clears throat> so that values the the, the uh, what they call the valuation, not evaluation, mm-hmm. the valuation of said business. And if you if you are not properly structured and such, not only are you selling yourself short, you fall victim to properly uh, uh, miscommunicating to to the authorities what it is that you're doing and how you're doing it. And me, you might not mean to do that, but. If you're if you're selling you know rice cattle, but you got it listed that you're selling Rolls Royce Phantoms, mm-hmm. again business structure. Okay, so let me ask you this. So there's a lot of people, and I'm a network marketer. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot of people in the network marketing world that's going out saying you know they say in the masses, I have a business, I have a business, I have a business, but they are um, sole proprietors. Right. And then they want to upgrade to an LLC. How does that affect their business structure? Again, I think that you're dealing with, uh, you know, feeble mentality is almost like cancer. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you don't know and then you put ambition with that, you get a dangerous cocktail. First of all, we as debtors in this country, our business is ending of itself. Mm -hmm. No one wants to talk about that, but that's that's what a debtor is. A debtor is a fictitious entity of your true flesh and blood self. Okay. That is an LLC version of your true flesh and blood self. Okay. It is the only legal way that the outside world in the financial and legal capacity can interact with you. Now, let's put that on the show. Mm-hmm. That is why under the tax code, if you are a network marketer, they made provisions for your name. Mm-hmm. which is already a debtor mm-hmm. to be your business. Okay. Which is where the sole proprietorship comes into play. So you going beyond that and making that into an ink doesn't that that's this it's not it's not relevant. Um it's almost like putting mayonnaise on fried chicken. Like Ugh. who does that? Oh my gosh. So so that's number one. Number two, which is really number one, is that you want people or you want the uh, the structure of your of your business to reflect what it is that you do. When you set up for your EIN number, mm-hmm. you have to go through a questionnaire with the IRS in terms of what it is that you do, right? And there are certain codes in in AICS, if I'm not mistaken, of those brackets: mm-hmm. agriculture, farming, consulting, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, beauty, imaging, etc. Mm-hmm. Because they realize that. The, we are one of the few nations in the world 
that has so many different entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in so many different capacities and brackets. Okay. That's why that is. So it's important that you're not only honest with yourself, but that you also are listing what it is that you're doing truthfully so that you are taxed properly. If you are a consultant, don't say that you're a, that you're a tax accountant. It's two different things. Mm-hmm. And if you are a consult, consultant, in what? One of the things I see for people who have uh, multiple streams of, uh, I, I won't say income, multiple streams of offerings. Oh, okay. Because just because you offer a lot of stuff, that means you're making money on those things. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> people have it twisted. <laughs> so, so the main thing is, okay, are you, um, you know, you might offer, you know, accounting, uh, project management. You know, diversification portfolio, all this other stuff. Well, if you legitimately offer those things, then that means that you qualify for what's called professional services. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a professional services corporation. Okay. Which means that you're not tied to one specific thing. Right. Whereas if you are a CPA and that's all you do, you need to list that as such. Right. So that's those are the, the ups and downs with structures and businesses. Okay. And so y'all know y'all need to call him to get your business structure right because I have about, I have almost 900 individuals in my network marketing business and they are saying, I have a business, I have a business, but they're not structured right. And I want them to listen to what we're talking about so they can and, get structured. And I, and I want to I talk about that too because mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of network marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of some of the corniness that goes with it. <laughs> Uh, here, here's something for your for your delegation, if you will. Mm-hmm. For those who are legitimately successful in network marketing, mm-hmm. those who are making, you know, I'll I'll even say five thousand dollars a month and above. Definitely those who are what y'all call six figure earners. Okay. You need to make sure that your shit is in order. And the reason for that is, is that Uncle Sam has a, a, pre, a pretense notion on people who make money that's not associated with a product that can be taxed through the government. Okay. You don't, you don't work for, for Kroger. You're not selling apples. Mm-hmm. You're not a part of the government. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not offering a service that really puts back into the community. So there are people that will argue what I'm saying, but hear me out. What I'm saying is, is that perception is reality. Mm -hmm. So if you're making that kind of money and that's all you do, you want to make sure that your company is set up to where you are properly reporting Mm -hmm. and that you're properly listing what it is that you do and who you're doing it with. Right. The company that you're signed up with, it is not their job to tell Uncle Sam mm-hmm. who you are and what you do. Sure That's not. why you are 1099. That's right. Y'all hear that? Okay. So if you if you if you lie on those on those forms, mm-hmm. don't get confused and upset when the audit comes down. That's right. And I have been a part of several investigations. Mm-hmm. Where, where where we've had to cease individuals being investigated because of those types of erroneous claims and files. Mm-hmm. So, having said that, mm-hmm. um, I said what I said. 
Okay. <laughs> he said what he said, y'all. <laughs> All right. So, um, what is taxing? In- say it with your chest. Abatement. <laughs> <laughs> and how does it benefit a business owner? All right. Tax debt abatement. Okay. Everybody wants to be legally free of taxes. Okay. Come on. Donald Trump me. Donald Trump me. Okay. <laughs> Everybody wants to be legally free of taxes. Right. Donald Trump me. So, mm-hmm. when you have a business, mm-hmm. there are ways within the Internal Revenue Code okay. to remove and alleviate yourself of tax debt that you accumulate over time. Okay. Now, I'm not getting I am not a tax attorney. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving tax advice. Mm-hmm. I am simply stating based upon my due diligence and my own reconnaissance mm-hmm. what is available through the loopholes of the IRC for certain individuals. Okay. And look, you know what I'm going to do right there? We're going to cut that off because if they want to get in deep with it, they gonna they're going to call you. Okay. They're going to have to call you. Church that. Priest Tavern. Come on now. <laughs> Give me one. Look, cheers. Let's, let's, uh-huh. Clink, 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 clink. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We ain't going to get into that too much. Too deep. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, so how can we convert toxic debt? I'm going to put you out. Toxic debt into healthy debt and discharge it. So that's... Two things. Two that I'm, separate things. Yeah. Toxic debt. Oh, and I want to ask you this too. Uh-huh. Is it like credit repair? No. Okay. Go ahead. I, I, I do not have anything to do with credit repair. Let's talk Thank about you, that Jesus. for a second. Because <laughs> uh, I don't get on one about that. Uh-huh. I have a big issue. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. If, if I owe you money mm-hmm. and your producer back here, mm-hmm. you go to him and say, Yo, James owes me money. Get that. Mm-hmm. How can he make me pay you? I'm not talking about physical repercussions. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about legally. How can a person that had nothing to do with the contract between two private parties, mm-hmm. how can you do anything with that? How can you mitigate that? Tell us, Shug. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you'll get your money. <laughs> number one, uh-huh. number one is that for, and I'm saying this for those those TV clowns. Mm-hmm. This should be illegal. Mm-hmm. You cannot uh, fix someone's debt through a third or fourth party. Mm-hmm. It, it does not, it does not work. work. Mm-hmm. Whether you spend $500 or $5,000, mm-hmm. it does not work. If you sign a contract with a creditor, meaning a bank, a promissory note with X institution... And they can go find that promissory note. You are liable and responsible for the debt. Mm-hmm. Now, damn, that means I, no student loans can be deleted. No, yeah. no, unless we're talking about some of these little loopholes. Okay, Biden, I need you to work on my behalf, please, and thank you. <laughs> we don't talk about that in another episode. <laughs> so, so what, what what gets me is that you they, they target religious. Religiously firm individuals, mm-hmm. the elderly and the sick, mm. and say, "Hey, especially in this post-recession era, mm-hmm. they say, hey, um, for for an introductory cost of ninety nine ninety nine, we'll assess your profile, and we will basically 
uh, make you anew. And then here comes Sambo. Yeah, if it had been for creditrepair.com, I would have never been able to buy my house. <laughs> Y'all just see his face. Your ass off. <laughs> it does, it is, it's not real, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. If, a, if whoever you made the deal with, that's mm-hmm. who you made the deal with. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can mitigate that deal is if you, being the person who signed, goes to those folks and say, hey, we need to change the terms of our agreement. I ain't got it. Right. No one, no one can. Now, let's talk about bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I am totally against that. I d- I've done it. I went from chapters uh, 13 to try to keep my cars, and then my car broke down, and, and went from chapter 13 to chapter 7 because the car ended up breaking so, down. So chapter 7 is specifically the type of bankruptcy that I'm against. The rest of them are, are actual uh, leeways that, frankly, people of means use um, to restructure and reorganize death. That's just called spade to spade. Right. However, those things don't stay on your credit like a seven does. Mm. So when you people get uh, uh, caught up in, well, I'm 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 gonna file chapter seven, so I just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna be able to get anything for the next ten years, okay? And even once it's been discharged, mm-hmm. it's still public record for another three years. Mm-hmm. So again, you can't you can't even get a secured credit card. If you file for bankruptcy. Yeah. Things have changed because of the, the financial aspects of different administrations. Mm-hmm. But Wells Fargo, for example, mm-hmm. they give even secure credit cards based off your credit. And one of the main things that you are asked financially and legally mm-hmm. in this country when you go to fill out for any type of financial or professional application mm-hmm. or is this mm-hmm. have you filed bankruptcy yes or no mm-hmm. and if you have it automatically disqualifies you right so how is that a fucking option mm-hmm. when you're already under the gun now, what we do is try to provide alternative remedies mm-hmm. for individuals to uh, be able to discharge debt without filing bankruptcy. Okay. Which is something that can be, be discussed privately. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, we've gone over a few of your services and, um, oh, I needed to ask this one too. Tell me the difference between a trust account and a will. <laughs> wow. Tell the people. Okay. So a will is something that can be challenged and contested. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, again, not a fan of wills of any sort. I hate when when financial planners and estate planners and advisors um, suggest and recommend that a will be in place. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Because nine times out of ten, the, the, the deceased their wishes are not going to be followed by the survivor they're surely not especially when you're talking about assets and or liquid funds being dumped over mm-hmm. so if Donnell who ain't been around since 1976 mm-hmm. has an issue with you being left two million dollars mm-hmm. even though that was daddy's last wish mm-hmm. guess what he's going to do he's going to take it to probate court 
and then it takes a six to eight months just to get a date. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to look at who, how the will is structured. Most wills are written in and accurately, incorrectly. They don't have a, an executor. They don't have a beneficiary. It just says, give this to this person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that this person is the overall overseer of my affairs and needs to disperse these funds with these or there are these contingencies with these triggers, et cetera, so forth. Okay. So now you got to go to the executive administrator, aka the judge, yeah. to get him to size this up properly. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? No. Okay. Now a trust cannot be contested cannot be challenged mm-hmm. it, it's out of the reach of any jurisdiction mm-hmm. and what is in and it has to be overseen by a financial institution or and a, or a law firm that specializes in that type of law mm-hmm. trust trust accounting is a very specific and strategic law that has been used to bulletproof generational assets for for, for centuries and it is, it is done in other countries on a regular basis. Americans are the ones that are behind the scenes on that. Mm. Excuse me. Those that are not in the one to five percent. Okay, okay. Are behind are behind the ball. Okay. Because because I mean, listen, <laughs> you don't want your money being being extracted by just through a fluke because of who got married to who. Mm-hmm. Or this person is dying, so all of a sudden that changes the, the succession of who is to get what. That is the difference between a trust and a will. What what the person who created it says, it is irrevocable. Mm-hmm. And so, and also for those that are listening, this is not trust accounts for dummies and Barnes and Noble. Do not go do that. <laughs> get you somebody who specializes in creating these JJ Associates, and we can guide you. <laughs> Well, good Lord, that was a that was a lot in thirty minutes, and I really appreciate it because you know when you when I got your information from a colleague of mine and you broke down everything that I needed to do to structure my business to make sure I was protected, make sure my assets were protected, my everything it was just you know done because I want to make sure that you know hopefully he won't kill me, but I want to make sure my husband is straight if something ever happened happen to me, you know. And, and, and that's and that's the thing. Uh, all jokes aside, we want to make sure that um, that partnerships are are made to be solidified and not to be strained because of, of, of uh, questionable practices by an outside party. Awesome. That is so awesome. So let me ask you this while we're closing. How do people contact you? <laughs> you can reach us through our office line at mm-hmm. 470-588-1647. Um, my staff will get me voicemails anywhere I am in the world. Uh, you can also reach uh, me directly at James B, that's J M E S, letter B, at J and J Associates Inc. Inc. Co. That's J and the word and spelled out J Associates Inc. Co. So James B at J and J Associates Inc. Co. And uh, we will get back to you post haste. All right, we can find you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on uh, all of those JJ Associates. <laughs> yeah, I'm JJ Associates on Twitter, JJ Associates uh, business page on Facebook and on Instagram as well. 
I, I forgot. Yep. So I'm all about. You can hit me. You can find me anywhere you need to find me. Oh, you also can come through me, Felicia L. Williams. You know where to find me. Call or text 803-262-1401. You got to go through the prompts, but you're going to get to me. But now, here's, option now, here's, nine. Now, here's the difference between if someone comes through you mm-hmm. versus if someone randomly calls me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to treat them a little softer if they come through you. Well, y'all hear that? You get the, of course you're going to get the best service anyway, but you get even better service if you come direct, directly through me. Just mention my name, Valicia L. Williams, and tell them, tell him that you heard it on this podcast and so that he can get your business together. I mean, we want everybody to be at the top 1% to 3%. There you go. One three percent, especially our people, and I'm always about helping the people. There you go. So we're signing out tonight, and we're gonna finish drinking our cocktail (laughs) and eat some of this good food that his wife got put together for us. Chef Sheeta. Chef Sheeta. Chef Sheeta. Hashtag Sheeta's flavors. Hashtag Forest Acres Catering. Hashtag Mama Feed Sugar. You hear that plug? All right, I'm about to sign out. And remember, if someone is speaking badly about you, it's because they are feeling bad about themselves. Sign out, y'all. Goodbye.